Welcome to the Catch Up, episode 30. The Catch Up is Food Beast, is food news podcast. We just talk about cool food stuff that happened during the week. Sometimes it's not that cool, sometimes it pisses us off, but we get together and we talk about it. This week, we're talking about all the food that women ruin. Yes, mm. I said that. Can you roll the intro music, Bray, so we can get uh, flamed? All right, guys, this week uh, we're back. Wait, 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 wait. What? I have something controversial that I'd like to bring up before we start this. Fuck, I can't <laughs> even introduce you or what? No. Okay. I think that we need to change the ketchup logo. Okay, I'm up for it. Actually, I think it should just be like a red square and then the ketchup should be like inside it because all the other podcasts have like a colored square cover. You know what I mean? Can you design I, it? Because I, I don't feel know. Like, yeah. I stole it from Heinz. I feel I like we should conform. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think we should conform. Oh. I'm with it. Conformity's <laughs> tight. Conformity's <laughs> 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 tight. All right, guys. I'm Sorry. Eli. I'm Go with. Uh, I'm joined by Food Beast Rudy. I'm joined Hello. by Food Beast Annie, aka the Bacon Princess. The Bacon Princess. Hello, Rudy. I'm gonna let you introduce this because you're you're the whole reason we're gonna talk about this today. You read an Ooh. article on the internet. Yeah, I saw this article. Sorry, you need Rudy a is literally chewing, doing everything you shouldn't do on a fucking podcast. He's eating crackers. I saved the crackers for right now. Cheese and peanut butter and a hard-boiled egg. Like, come on. Hello. <laughs> oh, my God. What? Oh, my God. Go ahead, Rudy. Okay, so I'm trying to remember where I saw this article. I think I saw it on Twitter, which is where I see most of your of vitriol. My, all of my cerebral topics. Lord knows it's not on Facebook. Um, so it's basically just an article about how we shit on food trends that are perceived as women food trends versus trends that are seen as more manly co-opted food trends. All right. So the, the title of this article is called Women Aren't Running. Actually, I don't like, I don't actually like how she clickbaited the whole thing. There's a lot of clickbait going okay, on. Okay. Well, first of all. Let's just clarify, like, she probably didn't clickbait it. An editor probably clickbaited it. Whatever. She, I'm just saying. She has access to that editor to make a, a change if she wanted to, and no change has been made. You're already, anyway. already shitting on her, bro. But, no, 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 no. Let's just, let's just start it off. Okay, so uh, this is an article uh, published on tastecooking.com. Is a Annie? You said it was like a cooking website. Yeah, they. I mean, it's they're geared towards home chefs, I would say, but try, try and like run the gamut between like cooking things. But it's interesting on my site. They also have like submissions and even like fiction submissions. So is this a fiction too. submission? <laughs> no. Okay. okay. No, this what one is not. But it's like, yeah, they have the option for that. I haven't explored their site enough, but. It's an online magazine written for people who love to cook at home and enjoy reading about appropriate or approachable recipes, popular and emerging ingredients, and stories from the front lines of today's quickly moving food culture. I'm curious about a food website's fiction section. That sounds really interesting. Yeah, like, like, like fiction is how fan, fan. they say a few times a year. A few times a year, they they publish original fiction. Okay, so the here's here's the the clickbait title that I saw in feed, and then Rudy shared it, and we saw it there. It's like how men elevate and women ruin food. So that's the clickbait. That's what's getting you to click. It's got me to click. So, but then you open the article and the first the first line, the actual headline is women aren't ruining food. So they got that SEO going. They got the SEO going. They got both. They got the Facebook. They got you 
clicking through and then they hit you there. So are women ruining food? That's pretty like that's a pretty like high level place Very to start. Very high level. Also Very poignant. I mean, mm. my first question is like, what is the definition of ruin? Like, are we saying like it's making it worse or is it like just in general or is it ruining it by like what it originally was? So should we go off like her, the, the opening line is basically, why do we get so, this is quote unquote, why do we get so collectively annoyed by food and drink trends that we associate with women? Because it's an ugly double standard. So that's that's how she, she starts it off. And I, I can get that. Because one of the big foods that she talks about, it's actually a drink, is rosé. Mm. So rosé has uh, somehow morphed into this female-associated drink, right? Mm-hmm. Like you, you drink it because you're a girl. Like a girl's drink rosé. It's kind of weird for dudes to drink it here in America. Where I mean, then and then she brings out certain brands like there's a white girl rose brand, which is the fat Jewish's dumb brand. There's <laughs> babe, quote unquote, and quote unquote mommy's timeout. So the in the branding of those three roses is very women skewed. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very topical and top of mind with with women there. And so rose and feminizing drinks, I feel is just a, like a problem for Americans right now. I feel like this kind of probably started from an innocent place. Like it was probably like someone who made makes wine doing their due diligence of like who their main who the main people are that buy their product and then kind of capitalizing that and making sure that they geared all of their messaging towards their audience. Like I can see where that's coming from, but I think that once you start and once you come up with those titles of like white girl rosé, like that's where the stigma starts, and because it's like adopted by like culture and society. Don't get me wrong; it's a smart like marketing business move to call it white girl rosé. It's not like <laughs> a bad name. I, I call it like a bad name, and and just in in what it continues to propose and how he he walks right into this author who we should shout her out her name is jaya saxena i have no idea if that's how to pronounce it yeah i apologize if i butchered your name but uh she's the author of this very very interesting article and to be honest before today i didn't actually think uh that i i never i never thought of food in this way that it's being like feminized and and we kind of trivialize it as such and kind of like look at it like, oh, like women really are ruining rosé. Yogurt was like a very feminized uh, item that people ate until like men wouldn't eat it until now it's being marketed as like protein rich and like something like a, a pre-workout almost like it's full of protein and stuff and it's good for you. Now like uh, Cam Newton and uh, – Uncle Jesse from Full House or like spokespeople for it. Right. So like now it's for men and it's cool now. And I think that's the discussion to be had is like it's not cool until the men made it cool, which is unfair-ish. Right. Very unfair. 
there's like different buzzwords for each. I mean, we kind of chat about this earlier, but if something's geared towards a woman, they try and make it low cal or or like low this or like under 100 calories. But if it's for men, then they try and like in, make it grander than it is. So like right now they're saying like, oh, Greek yogurt gives you mass gains. Like I'm sure like back in the day, like ancient Greece, when they came up with this yogurt, like there was nothing like that it was just the way that they made it you know but now because it happens to have protein in it they're like capitalizing on those buzzwords for men well ancient greek probably didn't even mean it to be just for women either no that would be my my thing hello <laughs> yo rudy literally breaking no, every fucking no, podcast rule bro <laughs> oh <laughs> yo it's annie how is this happening it's from my okay sorry mm. oh it's all good somebody clearly had an opinion on the topic and wanted to call in about it <laughs> well then like unicorn lattes pumpkin spice lattes all things that are generally feminized but- okay here's what i'll say from my perspective one i don't think women are ruining food because uh, i just don't think that but two uh i noticed like from my experience the trends that i have seen like people clown myself included are always like stuff that is sort of uh, what we would categorically like say is um, women adjacent or whatever. So like rainbow food, unicorn food, pumpkin spice stuff, coffee with too much stuff in it. And when I get my Long Island iced tea. Yeah, like I've never seen like an article that was like, uh, you know, men care too much about how they make their pour overs in the morning. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. I've only really ever seen like critical media stuff about trends that are products that we associate with women, right? So I think from my experience, like I definitely understand where she's coming from. Like I I see that. You know, I'm like all day I've been trying to think about okay, like what is something that we associate with like what's a food trend that we would associate with men or like food that we associate with men that's trendy that like people have in the media have been critical about and i kind of like couldn't i couldn't really name anything i'm sure it so exists I'll, na- I'll, na- I'll name one in a bit okay, but what yeah, I, yeah. but i want but i think you should explain uh so we're talking about use cop coffee as an example a man's drink is as a cop is a black coffee right and then we there's a there's a joke and there's there's stuff where like the crazier the drink the unicorn frappuccino and all this like that's like something to be laughed at and it's like okay here's an example like the the men give us like the the the, steak analogy well like yeah so she mentions like the steak analogy right like how much time like a man might take trying to procure like the perfect cut of meat and do like the perfect seasoning which of course is just salt and pepper and if you do anything else like you're like dumb the wood chips and yeah like, like wood chips rubs and, that exist yeah and like all kinds of stuff like that i feel like that's like uh that's all just like in pursuit of like the um honorable you know like that's like the pursuit of of just a delicious piece of meat um yeah. whereas you know having your coffee like you know she describes like this like really like long coffee order you know what i mean where like you're just like why do you have to complicate everything you know so i don't know i think that um it's hard to find examples like the amount of time it took me to like get my pour over set up is like super ridiculous or like you know like you don't like you don't see either articles that are like 
um, it's like outrageous, like how like fruity progressive coffee flavors are. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like you don't see shit like that, but you see stuff about like rainbow. Everything is like you know super ridiculous. And so. we pat like uh, custom craft brewers on the back for spending so much time like perfecting, and, and usually a male dominated field. And that's cool though. Like you're you're super in and you're you're really uh, you're about your craft. Yeah. But if you do if in the opposite direction. It's it, it's not fitting there. But if you want to talk about like something that men have potentially ruined, what yes. about this? What? <laughs> yes, I didn't want to talk about that. No, you want to hear it. You want to hear? It. Let's. I want to hear Annie's list. <laughs> well, you, I mean, Annie, you go. Pizza. Okay, what? I just like. Ooh. Okay, there are these crazy pizzas out here now. Like Tony Bologna's in New York has an insane and ridiculous taco pizza. It's like the tacos on the pizza with guac in the middle. And then there's like the crazy pizza, like the three course meal pizza from Crave, and the pizza on the pizza. And then like, is that a guy's place though? Tony Bologna's is owned oh, by a man. Tony Bologna. Yeah, for sure. And then I mean, <laughs> we, I just you know, just sure. I just feel like if you ask some, like if you ask someone who like maybe is Italian who like knows a simple pizza like how pizzas like it's just supposed to be simple if you asked them like if this taco pizza is ruining pizza they'd probably say yes because they know what it is traditionally and it's supposed to be something that's simple that tastes amazing but there's like no media outrage for that no no because no it's the opposite because everyone's like oh my god i gotta gotta get that taco pizza on instagram (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think that's like actually the for this article to me like that's the barometer of of like the where is like the media outrage lying right because like chris mentioned when we were talking earlier he's like well like who who's like criticizing these trends or movements and i think when you look at it from the perspective of the media, because really, like, that's sort of the mouthpiece of, like, social trends, right, is the media. Like, where where's the outrage against trends that, yeah, are, like, more male-driven or male-attributed? Did- and I can't really, like, think of... I can't really think of that. Because you could... Like, like Annie just... You can make the argument all day. You can make arguments about it forever. But it's really about, like, we know the arguments are there, but what is being... Uh, what's being portrayed uh, in the media? I got one. Did men ruin the Food Network? The Food Network that we hold as gospel, as this big thing, this like intro to food media that we all owe a lot of respect to, was the transition between like the, the classic original chefs from many moons ago, female chefs, and now like Guy Fieri being like male dominated on that and having so much of the airtime on that network gassing things up screaming yelling at the camera this isn't my hot take this is a dude named farsh askari from uh salon.com and he has this article about how one man destroyed the food network guy fieri has made culinary tv into a viewer's hell and he basically talks about um that guy fieri kind of adopted that like local news reporter style where like you kind of con- you're condescending to the viewer yeah. in a way where you like- and in the many cases the restaurant owner he's a dick like if he doesn't like the food it's fucking obvious like like his face and also his like he's mean he can be mean like okay so let me ask you a question not to interrupt you but what did you just call that article 
Did you call that a hot take? Yes. Okay. That's a hot take. Is it a hot take to say... So, like, that's a hot take, right? Because it's different. It's, like, outside of the norm. Yeah. Normal media, like... So, like, that's just, like, an edge example, right? Of, of, Of something. So, I feel like... I'm not saying it's overwhelmed. Like I, I'm, I'm trying to find yeah examples just like you guys. Yeah, I think. I, yeah, I have a theory about this because Food Network was like it started and it was geared towards housewives. It just was like that's how like that was the setting of all of the female chefs on the show. They're like cooking quote unquote in their own kitchen, but I feel like they probably reached a point where they're like, okay, well, we can only tap into like. A portion of the population if we're only focusing on housewives so i feel like guy fieri and like these male chefs are just their attempt to reach more viewerships and like and food network has kind of had this struggle from the beginning of like how it stays relevant and how it stays sustainable i mean they just bought spoon university because they didn't have like any audience in the millennials so yeah. they like bought spoon so then they acquired that audience and so i feel like guy fieri was like their attempt to kind of just like get the other gender involved. Guy Fieri was a fluke though. I think he, the only reason we know about Guy Fieri is because he was on the next Food Network star, which is that original competition show that a lot of people now uh, hearken back to and say that was like the beginning of the end for Food Network. Like you let someone's loudness take over basically your business model because that was perfect. Guy Fieri was perfect timing with the internet and like trying to be relevant. So I'm not saying I don't like Guy Fieri or appreciate what he does because like if you actually look at Guy Fieri, all he's really done is kind of like put small businesses on. Like mm-hmm. yeah. Food Network didn't have that particularly before or did it particularly well. Guy, a majority of Guy Fieri's good shows, in my opinion, are about him traveling and going to mom and pa shops. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he might be condescending a bit, like very trivializing, like is this meatball like deep fried or not? Like, yeah. yeah. Well, he has like a he only he has a certain type of food that he cares about. You know, rarely on that show is he like featuring the most authentic Italian simple meatball. It's like this insane meatball sub that's like gut busting and is just kind of a like a spectacle. Yeah. Yeah, full disclosure, everything on our site is like Guy Fieri on <laughs> Yeah. So. <laughs> we can't I hate mean, on him that I'm much. Just, no, and, and that's the thing is I, I don't want to hate on Guy Fieri, but like that's kind yeah. of what what has evolved. Right. And well and so I think the point of the point of her article is that like if you search like Guy Fieri ruins Food Network, like there's in one Google, article. Yeah, like how many are there, right? Like there there might be one. So like it's the imbalance, I think, in how the media, but then I guess like society as a whole, like portrays gendered trends. You but know? even in this article on salon.com about Guy Fieri ruining Food Network, it's not about him being a man ruining Food Network. It's not about this big brooding man that comes with a club and fucking ruins shit. It's about a a loud motherfucker like Guy Fieri who's ruining shit. So I I can't even use this article particularly to support the other side of the... Yeah, it's not even because like, it's not even just because he's a man. It's because like they consider him like whatever, a trash entertainer. You know what I mean? But I think a lot of people because, because of a man, because of Guy Fieri and then... To a, to a more extent, like, uh, what's his face? Bobby Flay and, like, the new breed. Like, everyone, I think, post 
Mario Batali's original stuff. I think Mario Batali is like the last guard of like that quality chef that you wanted to watch on Food Network. Uh, Nigella, Lass, like all the great people that were on the sh- on Food Network that you would watch and enjoy them and like sit there and like see them, just watch them cook. You don't see that anymore on Food Network. I don't know. I'm gonna rewind a little bit to say that it like they the article maybe didn't explicitly say that it's because Guy Fieri is a male, but you bet Food Network I d- thinks about it like that because they're I mean that move is specifically to gain a male audience. And yeah. I mean, the whole decision to put him on the Food Network in the first place was probably based in numbers. If he was on Food Network Star, they probably, I mean, you know, they're tracking how many people are watching. They're pr- tracking how many people are falling off after certain contestants are off. Their like episode or final episode with Guy Fieri potentially could have been like the highest viewership of all time. So they're like, oh, like not, like they probably were, weren't even thinking as much about his personality as the numbers. And it's just like money, like money signs. I don't know if you've ever read any of Anthony Bourdain's books, but he always talks about how the Food Network has always cared more about money than anything else. Sure, I mean, and that's why I think a lot of prestigious chefs shy away from Food Network at this Mm -hmm. point. Like they've gone on to other networks that are a bit more prestigious, careful about their branding, and don't want to associate with the, like what like Guy Fieri almost brings to maleness, if that makes sense. Like. That's not like that. That's Guy Fieri is not showing off the prowess of cooking and culinary. He doesn't. I don't. I haven't seen him cook anything. He's since, not a chef. He doesn't call Network himself star. a chef either. Yeah, which I mean, again, for Guy Fieri, Guy Fieri himself, in my opinion, is doing nothing wrong. He's just pushing, and he sees an opportunity. He's pushing, and he's going, and he's going, and he's going. And Food Network keeps feeding and feeding and feeding him. Mm-hmm. You you walk in the Food Network office, there's like three big posters. It's Guy Fieri, it's <laughs> Bobby Flay, and probably at this point, like Giada. She's, she left. She's leaving. She's leaving Food Network also? Yeah. Well, shit, like there you go. Like And Giada, like... Or at least her show's being, is ending. Dang, I don't know. I don't know. But that's, I mean, so Food Network let it happen. Food Network star was like judged by two, it's, they would have a celebrity chef and then they would have two executives from Food Network. They'd have high up executives that are going to pick because they're paying for your show. That was the, the winning prize that you get. So Food Network knew what they were getting into and they probably just couldn't stop. Like <laughs> after you get that viewership, like you're saying, Annie, on a show where Guy Fieri wins and then his next season does so well, you, you're kind of silly as an executive not to just pour, pour fuel on that fire. Right. Uh, but as a result, they get so far and so out of touch from what their original ethos was of like showing people proper culinary and like teaching and learning and having diversity. I mean, Food Network's always had a diversity problem. Like right. that's not new. Like right. there's like one shade of color on that on that whole network. Like there's other problems there and Guy Fieri's just the loudest. I agree. Um but yeah, I don't know. She goes into other cool stuff like uh how the stigma against like I like the Mike's Hard Lemonade thing cuz I there was a while like I like Mike's Hard Lemonade, but I've made fun of you for drinking wine yeah, coolers. Yeah, like <laughs> I, I mean, so. I felt like I felt felt guilty of that because in college, like at least freshman sophomore year, I only drank Mike's Hard Lemonade. Like I tried to do a power hour with Mike's Hard Lemonade one time and I almost died. <laughs> it's so much sugar. What's a, What's power, a power hour? hour? 
What? Juice. Yeah, you, what is it? You take a shot of beer every minute for an hour. Oh, is that like Century Club? Oh, because uh, that's really, oh my, I've kind of heard I about think this. Century thing. Club is like that, but it's for a hundred minutes. What? So you drink a hundred shots of but beer? a hundred shots of beer? Well, this is just an hour, 60. so it'd be 60 right. sh- shots of beer. But I tried to do a Mike's Hard Lemonade. That sounds and, like, like a problem. Probably was about to go into a diabetic coma. <laughs> 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 okay, why does Mike's Hard Lemonade have such a stigma, but Four loco for like dudes who drink it? It's it was like funny and chill for a while. Like what? What's the difference? They're both malt, right? Like they're both malt liquors. Yeah, they both. I it is malt liquor. I don't know. I, it's a good question because. Like four logo is so geared towards men. Like I remember all the bros in my in my high school once they got to college were like, oh, we gotta drink four logos. Like and, and none of them me. would be like, okay. <laughs> but like you think you have to think about the branding of it. Like the four logo can. Is no camo. offense, it's, it's like, like not camo. really sophisticated in any way. Yeah. It's kind of like neon colors. It's like for dudes that are like, oh, what am I good? Oh, that's bright and colorful. I'm just gonna grab it. Whereas like Mike's Hard Lemonade is just is like refined and like <laughs> yeah. But so I, I mean like that's but that's like that's like the case in point, right? Like that's why Mike's Hard Lemonade is not cool and Four Locos cool because Four Locos marketed towards men and. Mike's Hard Lemonade isn't yeah. mm, mm-hmm. right. Like I mean, that's like oh. so like, and you can't really like, you can't explain like it, it's hard to articulate why in your mind you see it that way. Why in my mind I see it that way. Like that's hard to articulate because there's probably like a lot of reasons why you think that way. Like because of the marketing, because of what's been instilled. All types now, of stuff, like, yeah, yeah, all types of shit. Yeah. But like, but that's really what it boils down to. I think that's the point of the article is that like it could be as simple as something marketed towards men, like we see more favorably than something marketed towards women you know yeah and it really brings it back like the fact that i can't i didn't even realize it till now is because it's been years of pressure like kind of built upon this like i'm just being buried under it like now i'm just thinking back like i remember like frozen food growing up like Mm -hmm. i remember my mom looking at me when i'm looking between a lean cuisine and a hungry man like i'm in the i'm in the freezer Mm -hmm. at our own house she bought both and I'm looking at Hungry Man and Lean Cuisine. And she looked at me as I grabbed the Lean Cuisine because I like genuinely wanted the flavors in the Lean Cuisine, not the dumbass Hungry dude, Man. Because the Lean Cuisines were like tight, dude. Lean Cuisines like, are dope. It was like penne pasta with like <laughs> summer squash and shit. But like my, as I pulled the Lean Cuisine out, my mom looked at me like, you little bitch. Like my mom would look at me like that. Like you little bitch. Like the broccoli is mine. Like oh the linguine is mine. You get the fucking nuggets. She didn't say any of this the shit, but it, it was all with her eyes. And like, that's my mom. Like, that's that's been ingrained in me. And my mom is not any different than a lot of other mothers out there. Like, what would your mom say if you like grabbed the hungry, gra- grabbed uh, the lean cuisine instead of the hungry man? I don't know, man. I came from a really weird family, so like, <laughs> I feel like my mom's a bad, probably a bad barometer <laughs> for this experiment. All right, <laughs> next. <laughs> I mean, I feel like like big companies and corporations are to blame for all of this because they're the ones that, like I said earlier, I think it honestly comes from their market research and then they're the ones that brand it according to their market research and then all of a sudden that becomes like the one single source of truth because they, I mean, they brainwash you, basically. I mean, well, like, we've I don't all even, been in those meetings, do you think, though. Do you think it's like, it's like, one level before that though like it's not even necessarily that because i like i mean i understand like right like 
I don't think it's always great that like things need to be like targeted and mm-hmm. marketed targeted towards certain people. But to me, like I feel like the issue is like even before that. It's just like in our ingrained in our society. So like when they make those marketing decisions, yeah, like they're people's preconceived notions are already built into those marketing That's decisions. True. Like and it's all all this is is just like a reflection of like, you know, our it is it's a it's reflection a, of the patriarchy. It's a reflection of it, but they're the ones that have like the millions of dollars to put funding into perpetuating that. Yeah. That's, but here's yeah. the thing, it, it, with money there, money is the reason why it keeps going down a certain direction. Because we've all been in the room at Food Beast when like a client comes to us, say in the health space, and they're like, look, we only have X amount of dollars. We only mm-hmm. have, let's say, $10,000. And our target is women. Because like they know that like, $10,000 doesn't go that far. Right. So we know women currently are more apt to eat our healthy food. So let's not waste any money trying to target men and just spend the full the full spend going towards women because we're going to get more bang for our buck. Mm-hmm. Now, so what's funny is you say like, oh, 10, but I don't think the cha- the spend changes much when you go into a million because right. as, as a brand yeah. owner, would you wait, like why would you waste even a dime trying to change perception when yeah. you could just make every dime work going against the people that will, that you think will buy your product. And that's why you perpetuate going down. Cause it, it's an easy thing to do. Yeah. To yeah. just keep going with the Well, it costs to go the other way. And so like in business, which is like driving a lot of this social discourse and uh, why this article is so fascinating is it's not going to change anytime soon because like people like us can be mouthpieces and talk about it all we want, but people behind closed doors and marketing meetings are still going to be spending one way or another. Like they're still going to be diagnosing all of us as data points because like they're not gonna target Mike's Hard Lemonade to me and Rudy. Like they're gonna keep targeting it towards Annie because like that's the best use of their dollar. And mm-hmm. it's unfortunate, but like, unless they're gonna like, it's so risky to run an ad campaign that's gonna reposition Mike's Hard Lemonade for bros. Well, and like they would do it if they thought they could, it would make them more Didn't money. they try sure. to do that by, didn't they try to do that by like upping the alcohol content? Weren't there like, aren't there like Mike's extra hard lemonade? Yeah. And I feel like yeah, they yeah. like, I feel like that was probably their attempt to get men by like adding more alcohol to it. I do think uh, with the Four loco, I, I kind of realized why, um, where the fuck was I going to go? I've had too much Four loco in my life. I just brainwashed. I just fucking brain dead right now. What was I going to say about Four loco? Is it that it was geared towards men because it like would fuck you up? Oh, it was the energy drink aspect. Holy oh, cow. Yeah. Yeah, I think that was like, because I feel like energy drinks are generally geared towards men. Yeah. No? Like, I, yeah, I would I say know, so. Yeah, so and then that's what Four Loco, that's why Four Loco is so controversial to begin with. Like, yeah, it was in a camo can. It was like attractive to kids, apparently, like male kids, young kids. It was teens. also meth. It, yeah, and it was crack. Like, meth and booze <laughs> in one drink? And motor oil. Please. <laughs> Please. Dudes were like, I can get amped up and fucked up at yeah. the same time. Down. It's, it's such an American thing, though, because, like, definitely. When I heard about this shit with Rose, I'm like, bro, have you been, like, for example, like in the Middle East, when you go to like day clubs and stuff, it's like men with button-down shirts and like puffy hair, chest come, <laughs> chest hair going everywhere. Chest froze. And like, yo, what are they drinking? It's it's not like scotch on the beach. They're like, yo, rosé for the boys. Like, no, like I'm not saying there's like 
good gender politics in the Middle East <laughs> by any means. But like, they don't give a, it doesn't translate to They're food, very progressive though. in their rosé. In, in the food. <laughs> in, they're progressive on the food. Like, yeah. it doesn't like, it's not defined by anything other than how good it tastes and how appropriate it is for the occasion. And rosé is a delicious drink when it's hot outside. Yeah. Well, and I mean, I don't know, like, this exists in many countries, but like, definitely in America, it's true that like, if you're like a man, you like want to be manly or like are supposed to be manly or like whatever, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So like, if you like, yeah, I don't know, man, this shit's like layered. Cause then like, if I drink like rose, I'm like, I feel cool. Like, oh yeah, like I'm drinking rose, like the forbidden drink to men. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's a, like, it's like a little secret. Yeah. You know what I mean? Exciting. Like, I'm like, 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 yeah, it's okay. Like I'm in touch with my rose side. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> And like, yeah, man, it's just that shit is deep. Like, it goes, it's super deep, you know. How you guys feel about the part where she talks about dieting between men and fem- men and women? I mm. actually, I, I think that's, I think there's some pretty interesting stuff there for Definitely. sure. Definitely, because she calls, um, she's like, men, men don't diet, women diet, men biohack. Yeah, I mean, I feel said. like that has to do with like calculating macros, and like, it's so much cooler for dudes to be like looking like thinking about their weight or their health because it's like oh like that's just not cool. i count it <laughs> but no but but they're like oh like i counted my macros and i did this but like for women it's like okay how few calories can you eat that's it i i think I, I, okay i loved her article i think like 95 percent of it's on i thought the dieting was a little lazy but what about I the part was, about what about the part about um like the Domino's commercial and like the salad thing that part yeah she's spot you know on I mean? that like, shit was like uh, and, and specifically, I think they're talking about when Domino's launched salads, they're like, the reason why you would order a salad from Domino's is when you're ordering with the group yeah. and your friend who doesn't eat pizza wants that. And that friend happened to be female in that commercial. That like, part was like super illuminating for me. And cause like, and I feel like maybe like during this conversation, like I'll probably project some of my like own like inner bullshit on this stuff. Because like for me, I've definitely been in a situation where I was like, thinking about some girl and i'm like oh like of course she's on like a diet because like girls are just like she's on a diet you know what i mean of course she's gonna eat a salad which is like a fucked up thing to think you know what i mean and like not only is like a fucked up thing to think but like what the fuck like why the fuck should i have an opinion about what she's eating and i do that you know what i mean i'm guilty of it too because like when when you run into like this is this is gonna sound like my projection when you run into a girl who eats and then i i associate like damn you eat like a boy like that's tight like that's the problem that's right. the problem like you know you eat like a normal person like that's we're all normal here but we now have these projections of like it's okay to make fun of them for dieting it's okay it's okay to uh pat them on the back for eating like a, a man or a bro and so like all of that is problematic i mean of course i feel like it goes without saying that this goes back to like societal pressure for like women to be thin or mm. like to be a certain size as perpetuated by society um i think that i actually wrote one of the first articles i wrote for food beast was it was something like dating as a foodie or it was something along those lines and just like what it was like dating as someone who legitimately eats. Like, I will never be a diet person. I don't, like, eat a shit ton, but I feel like I eat normal. But, like, the the whole thing with girls that, like, a lot of people don't see, like, I had a lunch with a friend recently, and 
she ate and she ate like she picked all the toppings off the pizza and didn't eat the crust and then we got coffee afterwards and the whole the whole time she's like did i eat too much do you think i ate too much how much do you think that i eat do you think i'm okay and i was just like dude like live a little but but that would be something i would gut make fun of but that's a problem. But it's like kind it's of a fucked problem. Up. Yeah, it's kind of fucked up. It's a problem. Like in the same conversation, she's like, "I have this big thing going on this weekend. I just need to lose three pounds, and then I'll feel more comfortable." And I was literally said to her, "I was like, I don't think anyone's gonna notice three pounds, yeah. like a three pound difference." But that's like the mind of a girl. Like for some reason, it's just like fucked, and like it's been put into our minds that that three pounds will make a difference because those like. 500 less calories that you eat per day by eating all your 100 calorie snack packs is gonna like have a have like a, a result it's such an avalanche because where how, how do you stop it and i was like trying to that's a majority of the females that i interact with talk like that think yeah. like that what there's different severities of it like i met one girl at my birthday party who was like i was like hey like what do you like to eat like where where do you go like give me a spot like it's point of conversation she's like yeah um i don't really eat i'm like huh she's like oh like i was like like you gotta eat like you just but she's like no, no no like i was like what did you have today and she's like like an almond like one singular almond so like that's the severe like other side of the coin yeah but that makes me sad it's really sad <laughs> yeah. i was like you'll have two almonds dust like <laughs> oh my ranch God. crusted almond do something but yeah. Have a legendary flavored almond. <laughs> oh my god! Did they make those plug. Insert insert plug? hashtag ad. Yeah, man. I don't know. I, it's interesting because like even I feel like like even reading this article, I thought about times recently, and I was like, damn, like I'm kind of a piece of shit sometimes. You know what I mean? Like instances where I feel like I perpetuate this stuff. So it's like it's interesting to think to like think about because like as people who are a media mouthpiece, like as just like men in a society like you know what i mean there's like it, I, I don't know to me it really makes me think about like the next time i'm going to like judge somebody or like in particular like a woman or like something like or a trend or something like now i'm gonna like think about it and be like dude like are you just like are you just being sexist you know what i mean like is this just something you're like lashing out at because well how do we that's how you've been programmed to to do it or whatever how do we progress a little bit like how can we walk away with something because i think this article is so important i I started this day was like is it that important because i was like i've never heard of this issue before today and leaving the conversation i was like damn this is super important but now i'm overwhelmed with like how little i feel i can do so like mm. you know like what what is next like Annie that story talking about like with your friend you go to eat and she's like worried over three pounds before the weekend starts like mm-hmm. what do you, you you said that to your friend you're like I don't think- I said I don't think anybody is going well this is how I, I said I don't think anybody's going to notice three pounds and she said but it'll just make me feel better and her I mean like her her confidence was largely tied to her appearance or like how she felt about things and I said to her like I honestly did I was like listen you're a really successful person you've done all these things and I think that you should tie your confidence to something like that you've literally done like something beyond just your exterior and it kind of seemed like 
like something lit in her head that she like never even thought of before and i was yeah. like come on like you're did she, great did she fold the pizza box in half and just scarf it whole after that point or what no definitely not <laughs> she probably like took I, I think she took it home but gave it to her roommate or something oh no see like it, at that point you said that and you're a friend and you were genuine because yeah. you have nothing to gain from being anything but genuine right. to her and did it even move the needle you know like i don't think so not really because everything else in her life is still the same like mm-hmm. everyone else yeah. is still like that pressure is still mounting there and i don't know what's I think, next i think that like at, like probably and i mean just based on like my own experiences and thoughts like i feel like probably the best thing that like we could do as dudes in this situation is like think before we say something and then like know when to just like sit the fuck down you know what i mean like really like just sit down and shut up you know what i mean because like when i think about some of this stuff man like and i think about like my girlfriend and like her as like the human being that i love so much and like i think about all the things that like you talk about and the way like women talk about stuff that they feel and i think about that in the context of somebody that like i care about more than anybody in the world like that's like you know what i mean and then i think about like if i've ever done shit to perpetuate that or like push that forward like i feel fucking horrible you know what i mean like it terrifies me so like yeah i mean i honestly don't think it's just men though women perpetuated too like there's all these all these fucking magazines i swear to god if i see another article about like what jennifer aniston eats in one day i'm gonna cry (laughs) because it's sad but also because i'm fucking angry like a female wrote it and the female is saying like oh well like if you want to be like jennifer aniston then you have to eat chicken breast and like like green beans for every meal like I mean, it's just, it's women too. It's what not about just the other men. Side? So, okay, yeah. So even if it is women, I also see women uh, perpetuating the, the quote unquote goals stereotype. Like, mm-hmm. oh, like. Hashtag goals. Hashtag goals. Like, oh, I'm sitting in a bathtub with a big pizza to myself. Goals. Like, and, and like, how does she do that? How does she stay so thin? Like that, yeah. that other side, I feel is just as scary. Like we, we like it. Foodies perpetuates the goals. Like go eat, enjoy yourself. Do you like food is beautiful and indulge. But I feel every time you do that, you, the disparity gets worse. The disparity gets super worse. Well, there's no middle ground because it's not newsworthy to hear someone be like, I ate normally I today. I have a very tempered diet. Hashtag had, goals, two slices I, of pizza. I, like, I had a reasonable amount of pizza there. Like, I ate the suggested 2,000 calories today. <laughs> like, no one fucking cares. Like, Sorry, Brayden, I didn't mean to hit the table. <laughs> yeah, see, that that's the difference. So, like, for me, my immediate goes like, Yo, do you eat? Go. I love seeing you eat. Like, when I'm talking about my girlfriend, I'm talking about the people that I hang out with. Is that you know? But is that helping? Like, do I shut the fuck up or do I just like no? Do you? But like when when people you love or people you hang out with ask, like, did I eat just too much? Like, what do you what do you say? Yeah. I don't know. Like, yeah, you ate too much. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, I feel like that's that's what you can do is figure out where that line is, right? Or at least think about it. Like, that's probably a pretty good actionable place to start. You know? Yeah is consider just consider that you know i don't know so who ruined food it's not women humans (laughs) (laughs) mankind (laughs) emphasis on man (laughs) i don't know like i said earlier i feel like it, it depends on what your definition of ruin is like i feel like that's a really 
Like that depth, that's the clickbaity part of it, mm. of the title. I don't think it's the fact it's women. I think it's ruined because like, that's extreme. Like what? Ruined? Like, I don't well, know. Well, a lot of people would say like, we ruin food, right? Like we as in Food Beast or we as in like the food media or food social media, right? Cause like, yeah, everything has to like push this like boundary and be like super fucking crazy. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm sure you guys have hung out with like, chef friends or whatever and they're like over there like with like tweezers like making this fucking work of art mm -hmm. and you're like well i can't put that in front of my like fucking two million person audience because like no yeah it's not like it's not, it's not crazy shareable. enough it's yeah. not crazy enough yeah. like i know exactly what you mean every time i post a photo on my instagram that i think is like a beautiful photo it does super poorly because people want to see bacon. They want to see like breakfast. They want to see like me eating crazy shit. They don't care about like the honestly beautiful and delicious salad that I had. Yeah. That like also that's another. I mean like the whole salad thing. You can you can add so much shit to a salad where it's actually delicious. Like and not even a diet food anymore. Like I think I don't know. A lot of the salads I eat are worse than the pizzas you guys eat. Like that's, <laughs> like, like go get a be, Cobb like, salad with your with like amazing blue cheese and shit. Like bacon, there's more chicken. Yeah, turkey, there's more calories. There's more calories in that. Yo, every Caesar salad I eat has mayonnaise as dressing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. I was at the uh, the habit, and Do I was like, Do you guys like, ever wonder what Braden's looking at over there when he's like, while we're doing this? He looks. No, like, you on this podcast. You on Reddit? What are you? What's what's funny? You just laughed at something. What what was funny over there? He's laughing at the podcast, dude. Yeah, sure. I was. Oh, yeah, okay. was. there we go. <laughs> Sorry, there we go. <sighs> I don't. I don't. Yeah, I. I feel like it's pretty hard to say if some if anybody ruined food because you can't really define like if something's been ruined. I guess if it tastes like shit. Yeah, if it tastes like that, shit. Yeah, you but it. yeah. So that's why I feel like that term is subjective. Yeah, like totally. unicorn frappuccinos like ruin food, but they probably like don't. I mean, I don't know, like. I'm sure I will never eat one in my entire life. For, like I won't, but I'm sure it doesn't taste. It t probably sugary, but it doesn't like nasty. Yeah. What the unicorn frappuccino? Yeah. Oh, it's nasty. Mm. It's gross. Yeah. It tastes like uh, cement with a couple things of food dye. But maybe that oh, shit like God. brightens somebody's day. Maybe they saw <laughs> it right, and they're just like, "Oh, that's beautiful." Well, yeah, it brightened a lot of like, people's days. So I, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, it's just like it's kind of one of those things where like maybe you can't even you just can't even really quantify it. My my kind of definition in my mind as I've been thinking about this is like to me, if something like ruined something in terms of food, I think it means that they like changed, altered it, or enhanced it in a way that like didn't actually make it taste better. Mm. That's how I'm thinking about it because mm. I cook and like. Yeah, that's interesting. Well, it's interesting too because like I think it's funny because we're like chasing after actually ruining food, and I'm pretty sure in the context of this article, like she mentioned it because like Eater was basically like rosés ruined or something like that. You know what I mean? Because like it's all like basic and blah blah blah, and it's everywhere and it's on T-shirts and all this shit. Yeah. It's the discussion of it that that got ruined. Yeah, like, well, I think it's that like, yeah, it's 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 the outrage, right? Like yeah. once some once there's outrage for something, then it's now it's ruined because we like ruined it. I also kind of wondered about this and like want to say this earlier, but like a definition of ruin could also be you know like are people so sick of this fucking rainbow grilled cheese because they keep seeing it all over their feed? 
like that could be annoying yeah. that could ruin something for me yeah like you like a song's ruined if you like listen to it too many times and you just like can't listen to it anymore yeah so could that be it like i think that's what i mean i think that's the definition that she's using mm-hmm. right and like what i got from the article was that like but we only see like like female-esque foods like those are the only ones that are ruined right Did like, she per- when you see like your buddy grilling steak and and you see like steaks in your feet all the time like are you like oh my god all these men just grilling steaks i'm sick of this shit you know what i mean like i've never thought that did she <laughs> do you think there are no examples of the other side for her to show or did she purposely not show them in her article or write I about mean, them in her when article? you write an article like this i feel like you have to take a stance you have yeah. to so, you like, show. so like it makes it strong it leaves me as a reader like wanting a bit more but she, i think she achieved her job of forcing a discussion yeah because if she did meter it and show both sides i'd be like okay i don't i mean cool, like you, it's, there's nothing else to discuss you show both sides and it's good there might not yeah. be another side though which is like we well, tried to figure it out here and we couldn't she talks i mean she says men's food tend to be bitter hops coffee whiskey spicy hot sauce tacos flaming hot cheetos we could talk about flaming hot Cheetos and how there's fucking flaming hot Cheetos everything. Flaming hot Cheetos mac and cheese. Flaming hot Cheetos elote. Flaming hot Cheetos donuts. Dudes and dudes did that. did that. Did okay. Think back to high school when you can remember a bunch of youngins eating flaming hot Cheetos. Was it more male or female? I remember a lot of my girlfriends eating flaming hot Cheetos, and it well, was like their. They were saying it was like their lunch for the day. Okay, but were they choosing that, or is that what their mom packed for them though? They, they were picking it at school. It was like a uh, flaming hot Cheeto package with a couple. Well, Diet maybe Coke. everyone used to eat flaming hot Cheetos, but I mean the whole Who's thing. Using it in the cuisine? whole thing, yeah. It's all. It's about using it. I mean, those are her examples usually. Mm. I just I, I, like I'm curious because she's done her research of what the other side of the coin is. I feel like there's probably, I mean, yeah, I'm sure there's examples. Um, I just feel like in general, like what we're analyzing here is that it's, it's not balanced, you know? Agreed. And that's, and that's what, that's the, that's the problem is it's not balanced. It'd be okay if we shat on like different trends sort of equally. Right. But that's kind of like the point is that it's not. Did, um, how do you, okay, so she. The last thing I think we could talk about is uh, sweetness is very much kind of like a, a feminized thing, like sweet trends or mm-hmm. yeah, like cupcakes. She mentioned cupcakes a lot, or even in wine, like right, like sweet wine versus dry right. wine. Right, right, yeah, right. there's plenty of partners that we work with that I like do the partner swaps for, and if they're female skewed, they don't want anything savory. They just want stuff about videos about sweet things, about desserts. That's crazy. How do you guys feel though about someone like a Duff Goldman, who is a famous baker, made his bones on Food Network first, right? But he's like not who you would think. Like he's not a female baker. He's a man. He's uh, in a rock, like at a punk rock band, and like well, him and like Dominique Ensel. I just want to put two males out there who like are bakers. Yeah, but it's still, I mean, they are male and they made it, but the items that they make are still geared towards females, I feel like. So, I mean, it's like, yeah. I mean, well, if you think about it, like literally all of the items skewed towards females are like ha- are dictated by men. Like think about like Activia, the yogurt. Like mm. I'm like, that's a, I don't know who owns that company, but like all of the people that like own these corporations are usually men. And so they're the ones dictating these products for women. It's never, it's rarely ever women for women. Yeah, like mm. most of the women I know love to eat savory food. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> like in fact, all of them. <laughs> yeah. Every day. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, sweets like Halo Top, all that stuff. Like their their yeah. core demo is like is women, like or so they keep pushing. Um, so I'm just like looking. I'm like searching like uh, unicorn food trend versus hot Cheetos food trend to see like if <laughs> Which there's one like fell a, off a cliff first? if there's like a disparity between like you know people like. Uh, people's outrage i mean how do we feel do we have like any uh, because the reason i brought up duff goldman is i thought he was going to be like this uh i didn't think so but like a quote-unquote like baking savior in the worst possible way like baking when i grew up was like a female thing well cooking since the beginning of time has inherently been a female thing because like the men would go hunt and they would Mm. bring it back for the women to cook like who knows what the fuck they were thinking back then, but that's just the way it's been since the beginning of time. Yeah. Which is so funny because so many chefs now are men. Yeah. So, like, I don't really know when that switch happened. Guy Fieri. No. Dude. <laughs> no. Don't give him that much credit. Uh, Damn. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. What if there was, like, a female chef host that was the counterpart to Gordon Ramsay? Like, what if there was a, a woman chef who owned a bunch of businesses, which there are, but she yelled and swore and was mean and like like the closest I can think to that is Alex Gornishelli, who's mm-hmm. like my hero. And I actually have seen her speak before. And she specifically talked about how in the first couple seasons of Chopped, her like mom called her and told her she was being mean. And to <sighs> me, like she's just being honest. Like yeah. she's being straight up and real with you if your shit sucks. And like that's just her personality. And so like to hear like when she said that she kind of toned it down for tv because of like what her mom who's from a completely different generation said about her personality i was like a little bummed and she still has that personality anyways but like the fact that the thought process is there yeah because you know like gordon ramsay's producers are like yeah like fucking stab him in the throat like he's not (laughs) even like that in person he's like the nicest person in the world yeah I wish like Giada would show her roots a bit more. She, Dude, she did. I'm not a fan of Giada. Okay, like let's talk about it because Giada. I saw a live stream with her. Normally on Food Network, she's like this bubbly, like Italian, whatever. And she and in on this live stream, she's at her own restaurant in Vegas, taste testing items. She has her staff bringing it out to her, and she slips this like. She, she's coarse. She's right to the point. Mm-hmm. Nothing like what she's on TV. Like nothing yeah. at all. And I was like, I want to see more of that businesswoman Giada. Like, That's not be her real brand. They, Food Network created her brand and she had to stick with it. But I'm not a fan of Giada because she doesn't eat her own food on her show and that pisses me off. Like there was, I guess I don't watch enough Giada. There was news broken about it that like she spits out everything she eats, and like I get that you're filming many episodes in one day, but it's one bite. You're you're spitting out like the bites of your food. I read that and was like, I'm never gonna be a Giada fan ever. Dang, I'd never spit out my food ever, ever, ever. And I'm eating a lot in front of a camera, but I also go straight to my thighs. <laughs> so, yeah, I didn't know that about Giada actually eye-opening i just seeing her personality and i was really enthralled by it, i was like this is how businesses run like you can't like be super nice about every dish that comes out you gotta mm-hmm. be just be you be- that's why like i feel like reed drummond would be like reed drummond like the pioneer woman mm-hmm. on food network i couldn't see her being like owning a restaurant like that but it, that also could just be her persona too but yeah. like no, no. That's what's unfortunate is it's on Food Network, you don't really get to see who these people right. are. Except I feel like Alex Gornichelli is real. Yeah. That's also not necessarily on Food Network. That's like in entertainment in general. Yeah, totally. You know, sure. like you have to have this sort of 
digestible, packageable, understandable brand, you know. Yeah. But except now that we have the internet, just kidding. You still have to have a digestible, understandable brand. Right. So, any uh, parting words, thoughts, stuff we learn? I feel like this was a constructive conversation. I think so. Constructive is key. Constructive is key. We don't have solutions yet, but we're gonna try. But we got. We're problems. gonna think about it. We're gonna talk. <laughs> We did bring up a, a huge problem. Does that, my laugh sound super obnoxious, Braden, when I laugh like that? I feel like Braden would never say anything mean like that. I know. <laughs> he would type it out and send it to Pete. <laughs> Pete like, and then Pete will tell me in office hours. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Well, anyways, thank you guys. Thank you, Rudy. Thank you, Annie. Sure. This was fun. No problem. Thank you guys for listening to the catch up. Uh, appreciate you guys. Tweet us at Food Beast, hashtag Food Beast, hashtag The Ketchup. Let us know what you thought of this episode. Let us know if women really are ruining food. Oh my God. <laughs> Let's keep that clickbait going. I'm going to keep the title of this Women Are Ruining Food because people will listen. And then just how we fell right into the story and learned something, I think that's good. We can't have like a metered topic, right? It can't be like a metered title. No. No. Yeah. Shit doesn't get clicks. Nah, dog. <laughs> Anyways, thanks again. Bye. 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 <laughs>